Oh, or hold on, my the audio. Uh oh, hold on, the video just went poop. Hold on, <laughs> let me get that real quick. Whoops. Oh, sorry, y'all. <laughs> Small technical difficulties. <laughs> of course, that was as soon as I go live, it has to do this to me. Wouldn't be a, oh, wouldn't be a proper stream without there it being go. stopped. We're good. For some reason, my video is being really awkward right now. There we go. We're good. <laughs> okay. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 128 of the NZXT podcast, the official podcast of the NZXT community. This podcast is recorded live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the official NZXT Twitch and is available to stream on demand on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. My name is Mike Kim. Sadly, Ivan is out due, out due today for some emergencies and stuff like that, so I'm riding solo. And today, I have with our final Pride Ambassador for Pride Month, Winnie or Winnie. How are you doing? Hello, everyone. I'm doing great, Mike. Thank you again for having me come on um, the podcast. Really, really excited. Really nervous too, <laughs> but looking forward to share my experiences with everyone today. So don't feel nervous. This is gonna be super easy. Super. Basically, it's going to be just a standard podcast, so don't feel don't feel bad at all. And we're going to go ahead and just go into first for those that are watching. We kind of want to ask who you are, your pronouns, and then what do you do? Yeah, of course. So uh, my name is uh, people, people know me as Winnie. Um, you can also call me Winnie or Win. My pronouns are she slash her. And um, what do I do? Hmm. Well, I am a streamer and <laughs> I like to provide a safe space for anyone who likes to come by my stream um, and just, you know, provide a little bit of relaxation, a moment where people can get away and just forget about their problems for at least a little bit. Um, but otherwise, I'm just I'm just a human being. I'm just like I'm just a you all that like to uh, play games and um, be happy and uh, live life to the fullest. <laughs> love that it's so sweet so uh what games do you play on stream by the way um so i mostly stream a game called genshin impact some of you may be familiar with it for those who uh, don't know what that is it's basically a it's known as a gotcha pawn game and what that means is it's free to play and how the game makes their money is through um pulls or rolls for characters and weapons that are very rare so yeah, so there's there's a, an element of gambling, but uh, you don't need to spend money to enjoy the game. Uh, you can be completely free to play, and it's still uh, a very, very fun experience. Love it. Yeah. Uh, to go a little bit into Genshin Impact, um, like how did, how did you get into it? Because you are currently a Genshin Impact creator, correct? Yeah, so I'm an official content creator uh, in their yeah in their content creator program. They have a program for uh, you know like artists, YouTubers, streamers, um, and anyone that creates yeah content for the game. Mm -hmm. um, so how I found out about Genshin, I think, was because of friends. So I think like even back in 2020, 2021, um, there was a trailer that was released for the game, and people were uh, really into it because. A lot of people said that, oh, this looks like Breath of the Wild. And we all know how amazing of a game Breath of the Wild is. Um, it's it just it just looked very, very similar. People were like, oh, this is the anime version, or like, you know, it's Breath of the Waifus because there's like a bunch of different good-looking characters. Um, and I really personally enjoyed Breath of the Wild. So 
I was looking super, super forward to um, that game. And then, you know, when it when it came out, everyone was like streaming it, everyone was playing it. And so I gave it a try. And yeah, I've stuck with it pretty much ever since. <laughs> I love that. So how, how has it been being a creator with them? Like, how, how did that happen? Um, so for me, I personally think that I don't have a lot of artistic talent. Like I'm not very good at drawing. Um, I don't really have a creative eye. So how I got into the program was through streaming. So I started streaming a bit over a year ago, I believe in like February or March of 2021, you know, when when COVID was still around, um, Twitch was at the peak of its popularity. Everyone was trying out new things to stay, you know, to keep engaged uh, when we were stuck at home. And streaming has always been something that I've been interested in and intrigued by. So uh, when I finally got a gaming PC, I was like, you know, this is my my chance to try it out. Uh, so I started streaming and just because um, it just so happened that Genshin was like the game that I was playing the most at the time. So I thought, you know, like, why not stream it? Back then, I just thought streaming is just something that I'll do while I'm like playing games. Um, I don't have any high expectations for it. And yeah, it just it just grew into something that that like I, thanks to streaming Genshin, I've been able to meet so many um, new friends, so many new people and um, had so many opportunities to do more and um, get involved. And the program was one of them. So basically you just, yeah, you sign up um, and it's based on like a minimum number of like followers or like viewers. Um, and I remember when I finally hit the threshold, I was really, really excited. And like, they ask you to fill out this application and send in your like best content, exceptional content. So I remember trying, you know, looking through like, like my VODs and like, and like my clips and just um, trying to see like, oh, like, you know, like what, what will get them to accept me? <laughs> and, and that happened in like November, December of last year. And yeah, I've been a content creator officially ever since. Wow, that's awesome. Well, so what were you doing before um, like COVID and then started streaming? Like what, what was the lead up to that point? Um, so I would actually say like even even today I wouldn't consider myself a full-time streamer. I think it is I have so much respect for people that can stream and make content full-time. I feel like it's very very hard to get to a point in life because like, you know, most content is is like, you know, out there. It's free. It's very there there's not a lot of barriers to entry to being a content creator slash streamer. Um and it's just hard to live comfortably off of off of that income that you make solely from streaming slash content creation um but before i started streaming i worked uh full-time at a uh, local tech startup um i really really enjoy working in tech and in startups uh it's a very very flexible work culture um and i feel that you know the smaller the company the more value that you can make so i worked as a uh i guess you could say like it's technical support but it's for the product so yeah so it's kind of like customer service but uh not as soul-sucking as working at a call center <laughs> and you're still like doing a lot of troubleshooting and solving problems and because these uh you know the people that you're built talking with are their clients so you can have the opportunity to uh build more of a lasting relationship with them since they keep coming back so yeah, that was what I did before I started streaming. Interesting, interesting. And so mm -hmm. transition from like doing tech, basically tech support, kind of a little bit more like sale can be kind of thing to 
going into this full world of physically working with PCs and streaming everything like that. Did you have any like difficulties or anything like that when you first started streaming? Um, that's a really good question, Mike. I'm trying to think. I feel like for me, um, when I first started streaming, I think I was I was hesitant to stream because I kind of knew how much of a effect it would have on my life. And what I mean by that is when you're streaming, and especially if you're taking streaming seriously, it's definitely a lifestyle change. Because now for me, whenever whenever I'm thinking of like, you know, doing other things in my life, I have to think, oh, like, you know, I want to, I'm streaming like Monday, Wednesdays and Saturdays. So I have to keep those evenings free. Um, and I have to keep in mind like, oh, like if I want to do something during those times, then I have to reschedule. Um, and also for me, I, I just feel like I'm, I wouldn't say I'm competitive, but I want to give my best shot at uh, whatever I throw myself into. So for me, I like try, I, I tried hard and I still do try hard, I think with streaming, like I want it to be like a good experience for everyone. Um, I want to continue to um, make sure that people that come to my streams, like, you know, they have a good time and they're entertained. So that means, you know, um, coming up with new ideas to keep everyone engaged um, and stuff like that. So yeah. I oh, think that wow. was the, oh, sorry, is there? Oh, no, go for it, go for it. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say that. Um, yeah, so I think when I first started streaming, even though I didn't have, I, I kept my expectations low. Mm -hmm. And I told myself that, you know, even if a few people come by my stream, um, at, like every time, um, and, you know, I can just chat with them and uh, we can make each other's day a little better, then that's all I can ask for. But at the same time, um, I do also want to grow. I want to increase my outreach and I want to, you know, uh, grow the community and because I've seen how people in my community are there for each other and I want um, there to be more people like that. So I love it. <laughs> I like I, I see a couple people saying our scuffed streamer. Can you, can, you, uh, <laughs> can you elaborate on that? Oh, it just feels I don't know. I feel like I feel like for I feel like most streamers can relate when I say that, oh, it wouldn't be a stream if, if there wasn't a little bit of scuffness to it. Like it just feels like once every stream something has to go wrong you know right. <laughs> and not even like in terms of like technical issues but even like i don't know just just yeah it's never perfect but i think that's the charm of streaming as well it's so it's not polished it's relatable it's real you know i like that i mean i literally the beginning of the stream video immediately started stopped working so yes, i yeah, definitely exactly. relate to the uh oh we got to kind of and it's also there's some charm in that too to like mm -hmm. learn how to fix it real quick and to fix it and we're just kind of laughs and i agree it's it, it's realistic like we're all human we all make mistakes we're not gonna be perfect all the time so it kind of exactly it's janky i like that word janky it's yes. like uh, yeah it just kind of works out like that yeah, I agree with Tempo. Yeah, very scuffed, very janky. Let's go. Where are my fellow scuffed streamers at? His <laughs> full name is Winne Scuffed Abyss Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a Genshin reference. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Oh, speaking speaking of Genshin, what's what was something that's like unexpected, like something that you were not expecting at all once you became like a creator for them? Oh, that's a really good question, Mike. Um, I just, I think like really the, just the Genshin Twitch community itself. I think that one of the things that I was afraid of when I first started streaming is, you know, you meet a lot of people. 
Uh, but that means, you know, it's, it's like from both worlds, you meet a lot of good people and you meet a lot of bad people, right? Just because, you know, the, the, I guess the more exposure that you get and especially on Twitch, I feel like it's such a mixed bag. Like I've seen in other categories, other games, like there have been some pretty, pretty toxic comments <laughs> and chat messages and, um, you know, a lot of moderation, but with Genshin, streaming Genshin, I feel like I haven't seen a lot of that like regardless of whether it's yeah in my channel or um, meeting other streamers um the experience has been pretty positive overall people are pretty friendly pretty understanding and pretty welcoming everyone um, that I've met has always been so eager to help each other out and I think it says a lot because um like not only is that uncommon i think in other games on twitch but also like genshin twitter and genshin tiktok i think are very 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 toxic <laughs> i'm very scared to engage in the communities on those platforms and talk about genshin because it just feels like people are like yeah at each other's throats for the smallest of things like i've seen so many artists uh get canceled over over the most trivial issues and um even on genshin tiktok like people will just write the most ridiculous comments on um, content creators like posts. And it's just like, you can't be serious. There's no way you actually think that, right? And who knows, maybe they are trolls, but at the same time, it's it's just not not something nice to see after a while as a content creator. Like it just, it does wear you down, so. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's kind of, I was not expecting that. Like I, I play multiple games from like League or Valorant where mm. toxicity can be at its all time high. I didn't realize that there's so much toxicity in Genshin, especially for a gotcha game like that. For sure, yeah. And you think, you know, you would think that, oh, I, I think it is actually better than, you know, like the games that you mentioned, like League or Valorant, just because those are like competitive games. And in Genshin, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's not competitive. It, there's not really, there, there isn't any PvP element. Um, but, you know, I feel like with every community, you do have, you know, your your good apples and your bad ones. It's just like a facet of being human. So, you know, sometimes you'll see, I think the worst comments that I've seen are when people run giveaways. You have like um, just players that come in and they're so entitled and they're like, oh, like, like, why don't you just like, I've literally seen people tell my friends like, oh, you're giving this away. You're, you're giving away like crystals to like pull for characters or whatever. Like, like, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're just doing it for followers. Why don't you, why don't you just give me the crystals directly? And, and it's like, what, what, like literally where is the logic? Like, like what, what do we have to prove to you? You know, it's a, it's a giveaway. It's, it's something that we're doing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe people are doing it for like self promo yeah. to, you know, boost their followers or, um, you know, get, get more outreach on like Twitch or whatever, but you know, it's a valid marketing tactic. And I do know that there are people out there that do giveaways because they do know what it's like to not be able to get the character that you want. They, you know, when they were younger, they didn't have money for games or uh, entertainment. And, you know, there are people that just that don't want to see that for other people. They want to make that a reality for, you know, those that are younger or people that don't have that same opportunity in life, you know? Exactly, so. exactly. I think I think kind of hit the nail on the head, like especially for us, we do giveaways as well. 
but people always tend to i see the same thing it's like oh that person doesn't deserve it i deserve it more but yeah. we, that's the reason why we do random giveaways one to bring awareness to yourself gain some followers mm. but also like we have the ability to give away why shouldn't we um and i think i i think now i kind of see i can kind of now visualize of like i can see how <clears throat> like that could get very toxic and how people can attack other people saying like hey i deserve it more than you though even though in reality no one deserves it more than and at all and it's just like sure. you know it's a fun game that everyone wants to play and i can see how bad that could actually end up as yeah yeah for sure for sure and then you also have uh i don't know i've also just seen people like um hmm. i think the the thing that people shame quote unquote shame each other's over in genshin is like because you know it's a free-to-play game but there are people who uh invest a lot of time and money into their accounts you have uh what we call like whales or dolphins um and that that's a term that we used to refer to like super super big spenders like some people have spent like like thousands of dollars even tens of thousands of dollars in the game and you know there are some people that are like oh like you know like why would you spend so much money on a game and like shame them for being a whale and then you have some people that are like oh like like you know you're 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 f2p you're free to player uh <laughs> like you know just like just like like you don't actually like play the game the way it's supposed to be played and just like st stupid things like that like i personally think that with um other facets of life like just let people live the way they want to there's no need to make someone feel bad for how they're playing the game or how much they're spending um how much time they're putting into their account just yeah just just focus on yourself you know i like that i like that advice yeah. and to kind of keep uh going on with genshin uh we'll have some a couple of fun questions since you know we talked about yeah. kind of the breadth of it but as personally from your side like who what what was something during the time that you became a creator to now that you want to see in the future like it could be anything in general it could be even something that's unrealistic mm. what's something that you want to see added into the game or changed in the game in general mm -hmm. yeah there's definitely a lot as much as i love genshin i think that there's definitely gaps in the game right now and that there's a lot of things that could be improved i would like to see more um like co-op functionality because there is it is possible to play with your friends um and I know that uh, at first glance, some people might think, oh, Genshin's kind of like an MMORPG, but it doesn't have a lot of MMO elements at all. Like I'd love to see, right now you can only have like, what, up to four players join your world at one time, but it'd be nice to have like, you know, a server where, yeah, you can you can just see other players in real time. And um, right now the only end game content is, um, like, hey, you mentioned this before, like something called the Abyss. Uh, and it's basically just like an arena uh, with floors of enemies. And you just try to uh, clear the enemies as quickly as possible. And the lineup of the enemies changes every like few weeks, but it's really just the same thing over and over again. It's really just a DPS check. It would be nice if you could do like, like raids with friends um or like you know you, if you could have your own guild um if there were more yeah just more social opportunities more 
chances to play with friends because even some of the like i think with friends the most you can do is like you know you can farm materials you can go exploring but even some of the quests that you get when you're doing exploration like can only be completed in single player so yeah definitely more ways to uh hang out with friends and get more done in the game together um yeah i like that and on the opposite side what's something that you want to remove or get rid of in the game Ooh, hmm, let me think. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it would be nice if um we could spend less money to get the characters that we want. <laughs> understandable, understandable. But you know, I feel like even with Genshin, um, they're like, cause, cause, so for Genshin, um, and Gacha games, usually what, how they entice people to spend money is. Uh, some games will have what's known as a pity system. So every it, the game will tell you. So like let's say for Genshin, your chance of getting a five star. That's the rarest character slash weapon type you can get in the game. Um, for for a five star character, your chance of pulling a five star every wish in any one wish is like zero point six percent. And you know people might think, oh, that's like pretty low, right? That's less than one percent. Um, less than a one in a hundred chance that you're going to get that character. So how the game entices you to pull is it tells you that, oh, yeah, your chance of getting um, the five star in any one um, pull might be 0.6%. But if you pull up to, uh, let's say, 75 on the, on the 75th wish, you are uh, you have a chance of pulling the five star, pulling a five star at like, like 50%. You know, yeah, and the and the chance for that increases up until you hit what's known as the hard pity, which is at ninety. So every ninety pulls, you are guaranteed a five star. So interesting, yeah. interesting. So basically, as you don't get the five star, mm -hmm. the more you spend, eventually you get to the point where you basically have a better chance at becoming. I think. Um, Rainbow Six, I believe, has something like that as well, where oh, really? every every time you open a pack but you don't get the rare or the mm -hmm. like the legendary item, the chance increases by like half a percent and it keeps going until it reaches oh, that. Oh yeah. So very yeah, yeah, interesting yeah. way. Honestly, that's not a bad idea either, because they could mm -hmm. just make it just a flat point was a point six percent all the yep. way. Yep, yeah. And some games, some gacha games actually don't have a pity. So like you could spend like hundreds of dollars on the game and not get any exactly. any five star, any rare character. Um, but that being said, I think uh what's it called? I mean, like I always think that, you know, a lower pity system is um better for players. And also, um just so they have like Genshin has featured banners or limited runs. So basically what that means is let's say every two weeks, um, you have a character that you can uh, get for a limited time. And then you have to wait for that character re to rerun before you can get them again. So for some of these, you know, like players have to like make budgeting decisions. They have to decide, oh, am I going to pull for this character that's out right now for the next two weeks? Or am I going to save for a character that's going to come out in the future? Um, so I think that like one thing that I would, uh, remove, I wouldn't remove like the limited banner because I think that there is some novelty to having that change, but, uh, Genshin also has like eight, what's known as a standard pool. And so, uh, how the, how this pity system works is, uh, I said that every 90 pulls, you are guaranteed a five-star character. 
but there is something known as the 50-50 system. <laughs> and so what that means is when you pull for a five star, you have a 50% chance of getting the limited character, but you have a 50% chance of pulling a five star that's available all the time. So when people say, oh, I lost the 50-50, that means that usually means they didn't get the character they want. <laughs> Interesting. Do you, do you yeah. lose that 50-50 after or is it will it continue until you hit? Um, so it's more like when the 50-50 is like whenever you pull a five star yeah. and it's every other it's like every other time. So let's say um, for this for this five, this I pull a five star and it is. It is from the standard pool, so it is not the limited character. That means that um, my next five star is guaranteed to be the featured character. Yeah, yeah. So it's every other. So the so the game does have like a guarantee, but it's like layers upon layers of like of like yeah RNG. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I I understand why they do it as you know a business. They have to make money. But yeah, that's very interesting that they do that kind of system. Mm -hmm. I guess it kind of still entices you. It's like, well, you know, now I have a better chance of doing it. Might as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Cyan says, yeah. So if you don't get anything on a banner, the next banner will continue to count. So let's say like if I if I pull for a five star on, on banner A and I don't get the character featured for that banner, then thankfully the it does carry over. So if I pull for character B, then I'm guaranteed to get character B. But you know, it still it still stings a little. <laughs> still hurts. Still hurts. I see. I see. Jason says that you're very experienced with losing the fifty fifty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I feel like for for a lot of content creators, a lot of people that pull a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, it is a fifty fifty after all. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel that same thing. Coin flips. I always tend to lose the coin flips no matter what, even though it's a fifty fifty mm -hmm. chance. Just tend to always lose it. Yeah. Uh, and then and I. Oh, go for it. Oh. Oh no, I was just gonna say Gail, 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 Gail Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I feel like I mispronounced your username. Hi, I hate the fact that the weapon banner has its own pity, they say. Yeah, I didn't even go into how the weapon banner works. There's a uh, weapon banner there, pity too? Yes, there's different, there's different um, like banners for like the characters and then there's the different banners for the weapons. And yeah, the weapon banner is a whole other, has even more layers, has another 50-50 on top of it. I won't go into it because I think it's very complicated, but uh, I will say that weapon banner is a scam. And as someone who doesn't spend a lot of money in Genshin, uh, I avoid that banner like the plague. <laughs> Gotcha. So you, so I think that would be something that either not just like get rid of, maybe they can just tweak it a little bit, make it a little bit mm -hmm. easier on the players. So, you know, those that don't have to yeah. spend all that money can, you know, at least still try to do it. She's lying. She's a whale. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're capping. They're capping. <laughs> I don't spend a lot of money again. Shit. Ooh, I don't know. If you were calling you out, when I don't know. <laughs> I do have one I, last question I, for Genshin, course, though, before yeah. we start to move on to the next topics. Mm -hmm. I think I saw this on your 24-hour stream because I tuned in a little bit. I think mm -hmm. you're doing a tier list for characters. Yes. <laughs> so who was the number one spot? Oh, boy. Okay, Mike. Uh, I feel like, hmm. So in, are you asking, wait, are you asking who my favorite character is or... <laughs> How about we'll do one for favorite and then one that you rate, the, the one, the best, 
and then favorites like personal favorite Ooh. and then what you consider as the best how about we get two okay okay that's fair yeah because i was about to say that oh man that tier list was a. Uh, it was kind of five hours <laughs> it did take five hours but also it was kind of a uh, questionable i don't know if we can bring up <laughs> how the tier list was based on in this and this podcast <laughs> oh, okay gotcha okay maybe that that's that's a different type of tier list gotcha yeah yeah i will say though on on monday so last last monday we did do a tier list based on like uh, we did a pride themed tier list so it's more like oh like uh which character which genshin characters do we think um fall on this uh part of the lgbtqia plus like uh you know I don't want to say spectrum because it's not spectrum, but yeah, you know. So which so which characters do we think are like gay or a lesbian or bi or like demisexual or a slash aromantic um, or like hetero? That was really really fun. <laughs> that sounds actually a really interesting one. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. But for um, so in terms of like uh, my favorite Genshin character, I would say my favorite character is uh is Shao. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that probably doesn't mean anything to you, Mike, because I, I think you don't play Genshin, but um, I don't know. He's just like, people will say that he's like this emo moody boy, <laughs> but I think he's just misunderstood. <laughs> this haircut. Interesting. It's wow. More, it's, it's, not, it's not just about how he looks. It's also about how he interacts with your character. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> misunderstood. <laughs> and then for uh for in terms of best character, ooh, ooh, I would say I do enjoy playing uh Hu Tower Ganyu, and I think those are uh you know those two are some of the biggest damage dealers in the game. But they're also like, and people will say maybe that they're meta, but I think they're like quite fun to play like i thought i would not enjoy playing them um but you know those teams that have those characters do have um their highlights so <laughs> honestly lynn i'm i'm looking at shower right now <laughs> i understand i understand okay i'm glad i'm glad i'm glad i i, 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 I understand why i'm glad that you see uh we're, that we're on the same page mike <laughs> yeah I, for those that are, are, are uh, that are listening, I'm showing pictures of Chow. By the way, yeah, I understand. I understand why. I, I totally get it. Totally get it. They all plunge people to death that we know preference. Uh <laughs> we'll definitely go into that later. I think. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, we can we can discuss. <laughs> um. So since we talked about about your streaming and everything like that, what other mm -hmm. games do you play on top of Genshin? So, hmm, yeah, it's, it's, Genshin definitely is the game that I spend the most time on. I think for me, Mike, uh, and maybe like people in chat can relate with this, uh, especially like others that are streamers, but I really use gaming as a social activity. So even before I start streaming, I would mostly play games to like hang out with friends. So I like to play a lot of co-op games. Um, I remember back in the day, like in, in university, I'd play a lot of Left 4 Dead 2 and Borderlands. Um, and uh i would also like be into like animal crossing um especially like at the height of the pandemic um nowadays i think the single player game i like to play the most is actually osu <laughs> really yeah yeah so for those who don't know osu is a rhythm game but i think like it really peaked in like 
the mid 2010s but i only started playing it last year and honestly thank god for that because i feel like i would have failed out of school if i had discovered it earlier <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. i don't know it's just really really fun and you know because it's a rhythm game um there are custom beat maps so there's basically a map for like a, like any song that you can think of and if there isn't then you know you can go ahead and make your own so interesting um yeah. do you have like i know i've seen some people that have like a specific like they use like the pen and mouse pad do you just use your regular mouse for osu or do you I, have like a special setup for it i actually do i am a mouse a kvm player keyboard and mouse <laughs> which is definitely more difficult than using a tablet um because yeah like w when you play with mouse you have something that's called like mouse drift so uh, people that play osu with mouse will know this like like you'll be moving around but because it's not um your movement is not like absolute so so like i'll find that as i'm moving my mouse around like it gets lower and lower and eventually like it'll start to like move off of my desk <laughs> which can mess you up in the middle of a map so oh and yeah and i forgot to mention when i was younger yeah a lot of people in chat are post are pointing this out but i was really really into sonic growing up so <laughs> really? well, yeah was there a specific reason it's just like um i remember when um i was like six or seven um my first console was the gamecube and it's because uh my my parents are like very you know they're like immigrants they didn't really have a lot of like free time or like entertainment growing up so they they didn't know anything about video games i but i remember one time when i was young my mom brought my sister and me to toys r us and they had like the demo stations, right, with the console, so you can go and like you know try out the different games. I remember um, we, my sister and I, played Super Smash Bros. Melee, and I think I was attracted to it because you know like it has like familiar characters, like you have like po the Pokemon, like there was Pikachu, and I was like, oh my gosh, like it's a Pokemon game, it's not a Pokemon game, right? But it, I just had so much fun playing with my sister. So then my mom bought us the GameCube, and then the next time I went back, I just chose a random game, and it was Sonic Adventure Two Battle, and I really don't know what it was about that game, but I just enjoyed playing it. So then, and that's when my fixation with Sonic started, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Have you played, like, is it like an obsession of Sonic where it's like you play every game, you have like Sonic plushies or stuff like that? Or is it just you just <laughs> to enjoy the games? I think it definitely did uh, become an obsession. Like, I remember back in the day, like, yeah, I wanted every Sonic game, um, like, I think like back then Sonic was not as surprisingly not as mainstream as he is now because you know now we have like the movie and I think he's like getting a revival and hopefully you know we'll get a new um decent 3D Sonic game soon um, <laughs> but yeah definitely like I was I was yeah very 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 into Sonic like I would read a lot like look up Sonic fan art and like and like read Sonic fan fiction and <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say it. I'm only saying this because it's not my stream, but I remember there was even a time on Twitter.com, the stupid bird app, where like uh I would like role play as a Sonic character with like other people. So yeah. You used to yeah. role play as Sonic? Yeah. Which, which Sonic character? Would you role <laughs> yeah. play as Sonic or would you role play as like Tails no. or no so for me it was like and and uh, I know what some people when people think of role playing, they probably think of like like nausea for work like 18 plus stuff but i promise it was all innocent it was really all innocent um for me i role played as uh blaze the cat yeah 
Blaze is kind of a I, I I don't know if people know Blaze as much because she hasn't appeared recently and like the games that she's featured in have been a little more obscure, I think, but she's like really, really, really cool. She's kinda of like people say she's kinda of like a female Sonic, but yeah. <laughs> I see I'm showing some pictures really cool. on stream right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's I can super see it. cool, guys. I can she's see super it. Cool. I can see it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So did you did you is it was it like a like a profile that you would just like tweet out of or would you like interact with people in a community? Yeah, yeah. So there were like different I remember like um getting to meet people that role played as other characters. So like, you know, you had like you had like there's so many people that role played as Sonic. So we had this running joke where it was like, oh, like, you know, Twitter is like the center of the multiverse and all these so all these different personalities can exist of the same character. And then like, yeah, there are like, you know, people that role played as like the more popular characters like Tails, uh Eggman, Shadow. We even had like um yeah, some more obscure characters like Cream and Rouge and like, oh, I remember one person was really, really into Mighty the Armadillo. And I know some people like probably don't know who that is. Uh, they're very, 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 very obscure Sonic character. But yeah, we basically had it grew to the point where there was like an account for any character you could think of. And there were even like some like, I guess, like crack accounts too, or just like characters that you you wouldn't think could be role playable as or like that people don't really think of. Like, um, let's see, uh, what was the most I think the craziest, the craziest account that I came across was like the uh time monster from sonic generation <laughs> which is not really like a sentient being but yeah there was and and that account would tweet the, just the most ridiculous stuff it was yeah it was a good time it was a really really good time and i even though you know it sounds like pretty i guess like not i don't want to say stupid because i don't think it was stupid it was ridiculous and it's very very niche um, but I don't want to invalidate anyone else that has similar interests or similar hobbies. Um, but for me, it was, yeah, it was a really, really fun time in my life. And I got to meet so many other people because of it and make a lot of online friends, um, even friends that, you know, I kind of uh, stay in touch with today. So, yeah. Yeah. I, so I, like I, I look back on that time of my life fondly. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, like Sen just said enjoy what you enjoy if you're having a good time and having like a, a blast doing it keep doing it like don't don't feel ashamed of that so mm -hmm. heck yeah continue with that i mean i i remember when i used to do like the uh um if you remember club penguin uh, <gasps> i used to yes. do club yes. penguin music videos like that would be my thing no that was oh my I think gosh. I spent hours going through like all the things changing outfits finding different locations i did all that stuff i think one of them got really popular. Like it got like 10, 15,000 views for someone that was in like a third grade. That was huge, especially yeah. during the early ages of YouTube. Yeah. I think it was um Okay, I cannot remember it. I'll try to find it. The, the account's That's still amazing. available, I believe. Yeah, so oh my gosh. Up. Mike, I would love to, if you could post a link because I would love to see that. Oh, I, yeah, I forgot to mention chat that one of the things that I was also fixated on for Sonic and just in general is like anime music videos game music videos people call them fan cams nowadays no 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 <laughs> it's not the same <laughs> here it is okay so i have oh god this is awful okay so this is all in windows movie maker by the oh way my god! <laughs> so you know free windows movie maker 
um the most popular one got 16,000 views in 2009 so this was 13 years ago it was how are we gonna to watch make it a... on stream are we gonna watch it on stream oh god i don't even know if i want to show it on stream y'all <laughs> i'm just gonna send the link you guys can watch it okay yourself. okay okay you know, okay so I'll, right. I'll show i'll show what it was which was how to make a bed it oh yeah look at that it has the unregistered hypercam thing so it was the <laughs> oh free version god. and then here it is so it is you turn the beds around you got the two couches, had some igloos for pillows, and then there you go. And, and you can add anything to make it comfy. And then there's your bed. This got 16,000 views. I'm screaming! This is amazing! Oh Bro, my editing, God. hey, don't, my editing has gotten better since then. You guys gotta oh, give me some I'm credit. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. But that's so, that's so amazing because, I mean, you know back in the day yeah it looks like you know you were into video editing and producing and now you're doing something similar for nzxt as part of your real life day job you know i, I will do one before we move on to the next portion i do want to yeah. show the music video did not get as much popularity but this was maybe halfway i can't play the music because it's muted <gasps> but oh my god yeah look at look at all this look at all these transitions Look at it. Look at all those. Look at all those transitions. Oh my god, I can't even read what that is. <laughs> These uh, pixels! Oh my god. Oh my god. The new blue FX watermark. Oh my god. Oh my god. I didn't pay, I didn't need I didn't have money back then. So I was gonna like, what's the what's the what's the free thing? And it's just this big new this big watermark just on the middle of the yep. video. <laughs> Oh my god, the struggle was yeah, the struggle was real. Struggle was real. And uh it was called Blizzard Blast TV because one TV was like popular for like anything you did was TV for some reason. Mm -hmm, uh, my mm -hmm. friend's name was Blizzard something and mine was like something blast. So we combined those two because they had bees, so it was Blizzard Blast TV. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> it was that was that was a time. So I feel I I feel you on this stuff stuff. How do we even get to this point? I don't even remember. <laughs> oh man. Uh something about Sonic and uh That's what it was. Yeah, I don't that's remember either. <laughs> that's what it was. Oh, that's what it was. It was um it was Mario Blast was my old club oh. penguin name because Sonic and Mario at the Olympic Games was the thing and I always played as Mario. My sister played as Sonic. Oh. So, so I chose Mario Blast. So I, I literally, I think that's how I connected with Sonic and Mario, and that's how I got the name from it. That's <laughs> this amazing. Been, this has been a weird, strange events. I don't know why I showed <laughs> you guys this. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that we were able to witness that witness uh, piece the of your iconic history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, so we kind of got into some introduction. We had some fun with stuff. So we do want to, I do want to go into our segment of the actual Pridecast since it's, you know, the actual Pridecast of all the stuff. Yeah. Um, we want to talk a little bit about educational stuff for um, those in the LGBTQ community mm -hmm. um, and you particularly being bisexual, correct? Yes. Yeah, you got Perfect. it. Perfect. So uh, to kind of go into some of these questions, I do want to ask, like, how did you first discover your bisexual identity? Ooh, that is a story. <laughs> Yeah. that is a story uh yeah i would love to be able to share with you all so um it's it's pretty interesting like because growing up i had no doubt i always thought i was straight chat i always like 
never had a doubt that, oh, I'm attracted to men. Like, you know, um, I feel like I was that girl in high school that, uh, oh, hi, Mr. Matt Lee. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, everyone in chat. Hello. But yeah, I always thought that, um, yeah, I was, I was attracted or I knew that I was attracted to men. Um, always thought in high school, like, oh, you know, like being in a relationship would be nice because like, you know, you're with, you, you can go through life with someone and you can share, you, you have someone there for you and you can share all your moments, good and bad with them. Right. Um, obviously that's not like, that that has its own that mindset has its own pros and cons but um yeah so i never doubted that i was attracted to men and that i i could form an attraction to to uh people of the opposite gender from mine um and i don't know i always thought that oh like you know would i be interested in in another girl or another another woman um someone that has the same gender as me and i and i thought um you know, I would be open to trying it, but because I never have, never had a chance, I can't say for sure whether I would like it or not, right? So I always thought that, oh, like I'm straight, but I'm like, I guess the word is like vicarious. <laughs> that's that's a term that some people use. Um, but yeah, so that's what I always thought. And then um, in my final year of uh, university, um, as as most stories tend to go, I met a girl and we were in a music group together so you know we it was it was an extracurricular thing so we would sing together and um hang out after rehearsals and um you know i even i even taught her like beatboxing and stuff <laughs> you taught beatboxing so, that's yeah okay. yeah yeah um and you know i always thought she was intriguing because she like kept to herself but she's also like very considerate to others she would she's the type of person where like she she's like she doesn't really put herself out there but she would hang out she would she would see other people in the group that you know kind of like don't really feel like they belong or like kind of keep to themselves as well and she would go up to them and like make them feel included and stuff so yeah and then like after you know several months of singing we just kept like hanging out more and more and um it was it was to the point where like we were spending all of our free time together and and like always talking we're talking like every day on like facebook messenger and stuff and um you know we were seeing each other a lot too because we were both yeah students at the same um on the same campus and like uh there was like i think for me like i had I was I was graduating so I was basically like done with school and um I just remember like yeah I wanted to spend like all my free time with her um which was I'm not gonna lie it was it was kind of problematic because uh I had a boyfriend at the time and <laughs> yeah and you know I always thought that with this boyfriend like we were pretty serious um I always thought that you know like we we had been together for like three years at that point and I always thought that you know like I want to get married to this person and stuff but then um the more that the more that I hung out with this girl, like I, I didn't, I didn't realize what was happening. I know that sounds like an excuse, but I really thought that, oh, you know, like maybe this is this is just how how it feels like to have like a close female friend because I've never really had the chance growing up um, to have close friends because like in high school my parents were very very overprotective and um all my friends lived far away like my high school is kind of far away so um yeah i've just felt very very alone um so i just thought you know maybe this is like normal um <laughs> maybe i just really really like her as a best friend you know like like um maybe there's there's nothing more to it um and i remember 
I guess thinking like, oh, but like, I don't know, like, you know, there's these feelings are like really intense, I guess. And then I, I spoke a little more with um some girls that I knew were like, you know, identified as LGBTQIA plus. And um the more that I thought about it, and you know, I started looking stuff up too. And I guess like just thinking about it, the distinction for me was, oh, like I really, really, really like this girl and um, I want to make her, you know, the number one priority in my life. And, um, you know, I see things that make her happy and I want, want those things to continue to make her happy. And I see things that make her feel like sad and I, I want to protect her from those things. And, and at this point, I'm still thinking, you know, maybe, maybe this is what, how friends feel like about each other, because, you know, you, you do want the best for your friends too. Right. But then I thought, I, I, yeah, I thought about it. And then I thought, oh, can I see her as like, as like a sister? Or like, can, can I, can I just see her platonically? And then, and then I realized like, no, like, I actually, I, I don't think I can. And like, I, I do wonder what it's like to like, you know, to like kiss her and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> that's, that was how I realized that. Wow, I, I can indeed be um, romantically and uh, physically attracted to the same gender as mine in that way. And so that's how, that's when I started to label myself as a bisexual. Yeah. Literally sounds like a movie, like a, it's literally like <laughs> a K-drama movie. Really? I love it. Oh yeah, the gosh. plot, the plot. I love it. Like this, this could be sold as a movie right here. And I love oh that. Oh my gosh, no way. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, see. Uh, did you guys, did you guys ever date or anything like that after? Or was it more like a... Um... Yeah, so what ended up happening was, um, you know, I it, I had to make like a really tough decision because obviously I was not going to string my boyfriend along when I realized that, oh, I do, I have developed feelings for another person. And I just remember telling him and like leading up to telling him, like it was, it was really tough. I still think that tell, not telling him, but choosing to separate with him was like, the toughest decision I've ever had to make so far um just because like I I did really care about him as well and I also did really love him too and I knew that breaking up with him would it, it would hurt him a lot you know but at the same time thinking about it I realized that oh you know it's not it's not just about like this this other girl and whether she returns my feelings or not, right? Because like back then I had no idea if she was even into girls. It was more, it was more so that I realized that um, regardless of how things ended with me and this girl, um, I wanted to explore fully like what a queer experience would be like, I guess. I wanted to see what it would be like to be in a same-sex relationship and to and to pursue someone that is the same gender as me. Because back then, um, you know, I had, yeah, I had always just dated men. Um, <laughs> right. But she says your boy could have been into it. I dated a bisexual for a while. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't think he would have. I think one of the options that we discussed, like he was open to like, you know, trying things with me trying things physically but not oh is it no it's okay 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 <laughs> but but uh, uh but i don't think he he would have been down no, to open are... our relationship like emotionally so yeah 
and so that's that was why i think yeah we i came to the decision that we should we should separate so yeah gotcha gotcha um Mm -hmm. i do want to uh go into a little bit about um kind of like bisexual as in general Mm -hmm. um your screen screen is frozen let me see if i can fix that real quick um but i do want to say uh a lot of people oh yeah sorry i'll I'll fix that real quick guys uh but there is a one thing that i want to um kind of explain which is like about bisexuality in general um and kind of like a lot of people think that you like men and women equally um but Mm -hmm. we know that's not exactly true um can you go a little bit more into that yeah of course of course um i think for uh like you know it's just like um in life things are like constantly changing you know your life circumstances your views even your personality can change right and i think uh like for bisexuality it's just another thing that changes like you know when i first realized that i could form a romantic connection with the same gender i was definitely more attracted to women it was like sorry boys your time has passed (laughs) (laughs) but you know recently i've been feeling more attracted to like yeah to the opposite gender again and maybe it's because you know with streaming spending a lot of time in spaces for gaming and streaming and there are just more men that are visible in those spaces like you know maybe it's an exposure thing like i'm not sure but what i do know is that that doesn't invalidate any of my previous feelings or any of my previous relationships so Mm -hmm. yeah it's just something that's that's fluid just like with other parts in life I am sorry, guys. I am having technical issues as per usual. It's okay. That is my bad. But let me see if I can try to fix it up real quick. Uh, but take your time, Mike. Take your time. Thank you. uh, that is one thing I do want to kind of go into as well. Is like, what is one thing that you wish that people would understand a little bit more about bisexuality? Like, does it come in waves? Is there anything that you can fix? Like, I don't know. Like, if there's a specific Ooh. way to explain how it feels to be bisexual it just i don't know it just it doesn't feel any different to be honest like when Mm -hmm. i think i remember when i first it it was it it just felt like yeah when i first realized i was bisexual instead of straight it just felt like a whole new world had opened up to me that and i wanted to explore that world like obviously it's not it hasn't been all like good uh because being bisexual has has its own issues as well like bisexual people like i feel like um there are struggles that bisexuals face in the community mm-hmm. um that other you, you, other i guess like orientations don't face like bi erasure and biphobia are really real issues and bisexuals deal with them every single day you know like what i mean by that is uh you know you hear so many comments from like uh straight people that say oh like you know like this is something that i've seen like oh um i would never date a bi man and it's just like you know like why like why does it matter and then i've also seen like you know a lot of gay guys uh say oh i uh, yeah i couldn't i can never date a bi 
guy either because like you know they're just they're just confused they're just mm -hmm. they're actually gay but they just they just don't know it and then likewise uh some lesbians i've heard them say um yeah i could never be with uh, a bisexual woman or i could never date a woman that's been with a man before you know and it's just like yeah it's like why why does it why does it matter you know like just because just because bisexuals are into multiple genders that doesn't like that doesn't mean that because i think a lot of misconceptions that people have about being bisexual is like oh you know bi people are likelier to cheat or they're they're like hypersexual or they're more promiscuous or uh you know they're they're more into open relationships or just stuff like that and it's it's not true i think that maybe because of how heteronormative society is um maybe that's why bisexual people like have their realizations like <laughs> later in life or you know uh why we get into like you know quote unquote straight relationships and then um realize i i really don't know i can't say for sure i can't speak for all bi people but um yeah there are definitely Def definitely issues that only bi people face gotcha gotcha yeah. um and how's your understanding of bisexuality shifted ever since you kind of realized it? like how what what's kind of you kind of go oh this was false or this was oh this is kind of a little bit more true now Ooh, that's a good question mike i feel like for me it's more like um i mean i didn't really know what to expect when i first when i first realized that i was mm -hmm. bi I still consider myself like a baby bi <laughs> right. um, some because it feels like yeah it's only been a couple of years since i realized it's part of myself but i think um one thing that's changed is um or that i know that i know more about now is um you know the difference between being bisexual and being pansexual i feel like there's a lot of uh confusion around that around the you know the difference between the two orientations because you know they do mean something very very similar and i feel like people have this misconception that oh you know just because you use the label bisexual you're transphobic because you don't acknowledge that you know um like transgender you know gender is like a spectrum instead of just binary but i feel like it's more that uh for bi people or, or like sorry for pan people i feel like those that identify as pan do so because gender does not matter to them you know whereas for bi people i feel like gender does play a bigger role in the attraction that you experience and for me i feel comfortable labeling myself as bi because you know back back in the day i was i i, I was so confident about being being straight about being attracted to the opposite gender mm -hmm. and but now I know for a fact that I am also attracted to the same gender, and that's why I feel comfortable using that bisexual label. Oh, that's great. Um, and, and have you came out to your parents about this? Like, have have do they know about this and everything like that? Ooh, they do not. Oh, okay. <laughs> they do not. Was yeah. there a reason for it? Are you uncomfortable? Do you not know how they'll react? Because I know there are many people out there that are in the same position that they don't exactly know how they'll react or their parents or families or friends will react yeah i definitely don't know what my parents would say i feel like 
Mm, it's tough because I know that, you know, my my mom is super, super religious, actually. She's very Catholic. Um, but I've never heard my parents say anything, um, anything against LGBTQIA plus people. But then at the same time, I don't know, because uh, a couple of months ago, I was living with a female friend um, just, just, you know, to help her out because she was living on her own. And so I was going back and forth uh, from my parents' place to her place a lot. And um, my, I remember one time my mom said, oh, like there better not be anything going on between you two. And I was like, what is that supposed to mean? So like, I really, yeah, I, I really don't know. I just feel like my relationship with my parents is uh, a little bit more complicated mm-hmm. um, as, as it typically is with uh, most traditional Asian parents um, back in high school i remember my parents would tell me stuff like oh you know like you're not allowed to date like not even not even after college they're like you're not allowed to date until after law school um (laughs) and yeah and you know you um i remember one time my dad saw me hugging a guy and and he was like like i got this huge lecture in the car after he was like you know uh, my you we didn't come here for you and your sister to like mess around um and um and be like this and yeah it was just like I don't know. So I and and now now that I'm like in my late twenties, my mom's like, "Oh, you got to get married before you're 30. Oh. Uh, and it's like and it's like you know you can't just flip a switch like that, you know? It's, exactly. You have to work up to it gradually, and and so I just don't feel inclined to tell them anything gotcha. about my relationships anymore. So, so yeah. it's uh, so it's I I feel like there are many people out there that are kind of in that position. Do you have any? tips not necessarily for coming out but to be more comfortable Mm -hmm. about your sexuality and everything like that do you have any tips on how you kind of came into that uh oh that's a good question like i feel like for myself um like yeah i made sure that to surround myself with a really strong support network so i knew that um I, I knew that I there were people that I could go to, uh, both uh, like within and outside of like the LGBTQIA plus community. So I had friends that, again, as I mentioned before, I, I had female friends that identified on as LGBTQIA plus. Um, I knew that I could go to my sister and my younger cousins because, you know, uh, I knew that I could trust them because we've shared secrets before. Uh, and yeah, it was just... It, it's really nice to be able to know that there's a person out there that you can you can tell the secret to and they they will keep it for you. Uh, yeah, and I, I just feel like for myself, I'm a very social person. So I always, I feel like the, the people that are close to me know me better than I know myself. And I really, really um, like rely on that. And also I think for me, what made it easier was um just looking at a lot of lgbtqia plus media and not just like any media in general but media that i could relate to and i know you know nowadays people might say oh like representation is is like is that you know it's it's so it's so pandering but representation really does matter i'm not gonna lie chat when i first realized that i was bi i looked up a lot of media of um like asian girls like kissing (laughs) (laughs) you know it just it just made me feel like it just made me feel like it was more okay to feel those things and it was more normalized and it yeah i just 
it felt nice to be able to see that and know that it there are other people out there in the world who are that are like me that that are into these things you know and to kind of go along with that how can we those outside of you know the bisexual community specifically Oh, is there anything that we can do to become better allies to, you know, make people more comfortable or um, anything that we can do specifically that would kind of help along, not just like just making you comfortable, also the narrative mm-hmm. of helping others in this posi- in this particular position? Mm-hmm. I'm glad you asked that, Mike. Yeah, I feel like it's like, you know, it's tricky because uh, when you're... W- when you don't, I guess, like, when you're not the one affected, it's, like, hard to know what to do sometimes. So mm-hmm. I feel like the, the best thing, and, like, even even for myself with, like, other members of the LGBTQIA plus community or, like, other, let's say, like, visible minorities, like, if if I'm not the one who is, like, experiencing the struggle directly, I think what you could always do um, that's helpful is to uplift the voices of those who do identify as that um and those who do who have experienced the you know the struggle directly um because like even even for myself like i can't say that i represent all bisexual people or all of the lgbtqa plus community you know and i would never never want that because everyone has such different experiences and opinions and perspectives right um so i feel like yeah as as allies um, uplifting those voices, encouraging people to speak up. And when you see something wrong, um, even just, you know, sp- speaking up for that and correcting, I guess, like what you think is wrong. Um, because I feel like the most change sh- would come from, um, you know, allies, straight allies, because uh, straight allies are the majority in the world and i feel like when people see something that they don't understand the easiest way to not convince them but they're likelier to listen to someone who is on their side you know that they can relate to more directly so yeah Sorry, y'all. So we're gonna we're gonna do kind of a scuffed version of this. <laughs> uh, it works. So, Yay. <laughs> so basically, uh, sorry to kind of be like a little like on and off. I was just trying to fix the video, oh, but cool. this will work. This will work. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. This will Mike work. solve the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hello again, everyone. <laughs> um, and to also, I also want to kind of go into the aspects of kind of those that are opposed to those mm. in the LGBT community. Um, wh- there are a lot of people that say like, why do we have a pride month? Why do you need a whole month? Why not one day? It, would you want to give us a little insight onto why you feel like that? Ooh, yeah, that's a really, really good question, Mike. I, hmm, I've never considered, I guess, like the difference between like a month versus a day. Uh, but what I can say is like, I've thought about it and you know, I think it goes back to where pride started from. Like, I believe that's called pride because it's a celebration of everything that the LGBTQIA plus community has endured. I feel like people easily forget that same-sex marriage has only been legally recognized, like, what, in the last 20 years or so? That's, like, 
like same sex marriage is younger than than me than most of us in chat i feel like <laughs> and you know that's not even it's still not accepted globally like i remember traveling to asia a couple years ago like to south korea and japan with my girlfriend at the time and i was i remember being there and thinking you know there's no way we'd be able to get married here and if we conduct any form of pda people are going to stare and it, like it's it's going to be in the bad way right um well you know the thing is when it's not happening to you it's it's difficult to see right like mm -hmm. it's so easy to forget and just think, oh, you know, LGBTQIA plus people get so much recognition. You know, they like, we have a whole month dedicated to us for pride. And whenever someone publicly announces that, you know, they're gay or they're trans or, you know, they come out publicly, you know, we congratulate them and we tell them that, you know, uh, they're brave and um, that, you know, they're loved regardless of who they love. But I think it's because it's been so tough and it's still difficult for some people to admit and to live with that I think pride is still is still like necessary. Like, you know, some people so, some people make comments like, oh, you know, why isn't there a straight pride? And, you know, if if y'all want a straight pride, then, you know, you can have it. Cause I think that I said I can't speak for all LGBTQIA plus people, but I think I speak for the majority when I say that if there is a choice between having a pride month and being able to love whomever you want without any consequence, without, you know, being questioned or prosecuted, mm -hmm. then I think I know what we would all choose. And it wouldn't be the Pride Month. So. Yeah. Yes. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh, yes. One of the... Um... I guess we're going to kind of uh, start to kind of wrap up, but we do want Ooh. to uh, say, is there any um, like content creators or companies, uh, if you have any that are pro like LGBTQIA plus, like that would be awesome. Like, do you have anyone that you want to shout out in particular? Oh, no, um, I actually couldn't think of an answer for this question. <laughs> like, uh, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I mean... I will say, okay, this sounds really, uh, what's the word? This sounds really, uh, like, like I'm kissing ass, but I would say NZXT is pretty good, guys. <laughs> pretty good chat. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, being part of the NZXT, like, partner program, I, I really feel like we're doing something that not a lot of other companies are. Mm -hmm. And you know the fact that nzxt has been fundraising for the trevor project and i know mike you and i actually talked about this a little like you mentioned how all this pride month stuff is like nzxt isn't like making any money off of it or anything like it's literally just to uplift like queer voices and highlight lgbtqa plus experiences um and even with this podcast like i'm really grateful to be able to be a part of it i remember when when nzxt social media posted um my headshot one of the comments was like oh watch them not talk to you at the end of the month and i'm like what like we we have been having conversations like even before pride month and i'm confident that we will continue to have conversations even after pride month so exactly yeah so yeah definitely definitely keep an, continue to keep an eye out on nzxt y'alls <laughs> Exactly. Like that's. I think that's one thing that we wanted to try to do is that mm -hmm. it ain't just a profile pic, and then just go, "Hey, yeah. here's your post at June, and by yeah. July first, all right, bye bye. Mm -hmm. I don't care anymore." And like a lot of people here are LGBTQ. Like a lot of them are here, um, and a lot of us support those that are. And I think that 
we have to just do more than just the post and things so this is why june is one of mm -hmm. our busiest times honestly for those that don't realize that um all proceeds that we've made go to charity and Pete, there are a lot of comments about like oh they take the money and they write a tax we don't tiltify does not do that tiltify immediately sends the money over to yep. the charity so we physically don't see we actually end up losing and i say this over and over we end up yeah. losing more money followers sales a lot of it during june because we are supporting the pride community and yeah. a lot of people you know there are those that are against it um and we end up losing a lot of stuff off this so this is literally done for this community this amazing community that i've known for so long and have friends and family that are part of it this is something that we want to make sure that everyone this becomes less of a a month than it becomes the norm and that's the mm -hmm. that's the goal is that in the end is to make it more of a norm if we can get yeah. to that i'll do as many podcasts as possible i'll do it i'll do as many posts fundraisers Aww. i'll do it we'll do it and yeah exactly it's kind of ridiculous that people won't buy from a company because they support it and it's it's interesting um then they and a lot of people think that because we're a company we can't do it or we shouldn't do it and we should stay silent but there are people in our co company that are part of this community mm -hmm. and i think that's what we want to make sure that everyone does yeah, yeah. mini me cuddle says it's okay nzxt don't need hater money um as the kids would say sar true bestie <laughs> <laughs> very true very very true like they can they can they don't have to support us that's fine i don't want you in the community anyways and i'll continue to what we call mm -hmm. clapping back on twitter uh if you are against it i don't want you in the community here if you don't want to be a part of it don't be a part of it just leave mm -hmm. i don't want to see you here yeah, yeah. um and to kind of do a little bit more of an uplifting version, we're going to do a quick little rapid fire question. We're going to go through okay. these. You can answer them as, as, as much as you want, whatever you want to say. Uh, we're just going to go through a couple of these. Um, so I know you did say that you did own a GameCube as a first console, correct? Mm -hmm. What was your first game? Ah, uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Melee. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah. You said Melee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking it's Sonic okay. for some reason. Uh, what was your favorite <laughs> game of all time? Is it still Sonic? No, actually, it's not. It's Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is the only Zelda game I've ever played, chat. And it's, yeah, it's my top. It's, wow. it's up there. It's up there. That's how oh. good of a game it is. Yeah. What, what was your favorite part about it? Is it like the puzzles and everything? Or is it just the open world aspect? Just, it's just such a surreal experience. Like, I feel like with Sonic, Sonic always inspired this like sense of adventure within me, you know, because he's so carefree and he's like always like, yeah, running around and like and like, yeah, going to find adventure and stuff. But the stages always felt like so closed, like you can't actually go anywhere. But in Breath of the Wild, I could be standing at the top of a mountain and I see like something interesting in this and it's like I can just fly there. You know, I can go wherever I want and do whatever I want. And it's just, yeah, it's so beautiful. It's so atmospheric. It's. I, I'm so scared to play it again because I feel like the second time just won't have the same magic as the first time, you know? Mm -hmm. so, very true. Yeah. Very true. And kind of going along with more games, what is a game that you would wish had a remake? Either just updated graphics or like completely changing the game? Ooh, ah, uh, Sonic Heroes, I think. <laughs> Another gotcha. Would good you want classic. to do like just updated graphics or did you, would you want to change the game in general? Ooh, I mean, if they 
if they did a reboot or a complete remake i think yeah. that would be super super cool like if they added new um i know one of the original complaints about the game was that uh the stages were very repetitive because it's like you're you're doing the same stage four times basically as as a different um team but the mechanics are basically the same so if they made like different stages for different teams i think that'd be super super cool <laughs> interesting okay i like that um oh do you watch anime <gasps> yes i do i've actually been watching a lot of anime recently so yeah. the two questions what are you watching recently um so i've been watching samurai shampoo and Ooh. i'm gonna be i think i'm gonna be binging spy family this weekend now that yes. all the season one episodes are done i've heard a lot of good things about that show um wait what was the second question <laughs> the second question is what is your favorite of all time Oh, that's really tough. I would say um, Soul Eater has a special place in my heart. <laughs> Soul Eater. That's actually yeah. one of the first times I heard that as like a top like two or three animes. Like people say that they like it, but yeah. I've never seen people to go like, this is the best. Interesting. What do you like mm -hmm. about it? I think I really like the two main characters. I really like Soul and Maka chat. <laughs> They're just so cool. and They were meant for each other. <laughs> uh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh yeah by the way spy family fantastic amazing all right great. noted it's noted awesome. looking forward to it <laughs> um what hobbies do you have outside of just gaming Ah, uh, that's a good question i really like um i mean i feel like i feel like it all comes back to gaming in some way i really like um yeah like reading and writing um mostly like yeah reading fan fiction uh <laughs> I really, I actually really like browsing for fan art. To me, it's really important that uh, people get credit for what they do. And like, you know, I'm, as I mentioned before on stream, I'm feel like I'm someone that's not a creative person. Like I'm really bad at like, uh, yeah, visual artwork. I can't draw or paint or anything. So I really respect those that can. And I feel like nowadays on the internet, it's so easy to like, you know, commit art thievery and, um, you know, like take pictures and not give credit to whomever actually you know should get credited for them so yeah when i share i share a lot of fan art with my friends um i always like tell them oh you know like provide the sauce <laughs> the sauce yeah. please sauce yeah mm -hmm, yeah oh and i i would say also like off like off the computer um i enjoy hanging out with my cat char char <laughs> do you have the cat around right now is char char around no <gasps> no he's probably downstairs hanging out like he's probably Actually, he likes to go outside, but I think it's a little too hot to uh, be in the backyard right now. So gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. what is one place you'd love to visit? Ooh, I really want to. I I know I mentioned that I went to South Korea and Japan already, but I would love to go back to either one again. I feel like I was there uh, in both places for a week each, and it really feels like I, I barely scratched the surface. I feel like there's just like so more, so much more that I want to see. So yeah. I love that. I need to go back to Korea. Oh, actually, go to Korea. I'm my my mm -hmm. my parents are from Korea. Yeah, uh, I was born here, so like I that's I have to go back. I have to at least see like where they came from and everything. Yeah. I heard it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Are you from Seoul. Seoul or? Um, they were near it. They're they're like a city okay. near it. Uh, okay. I can't remember exactly where, but it was it was like within like like a driving distance, basically. Mm, yeah. Yeah um let's oh see. mr matley asked osaka or tokyo i went to tokyo Ooh. but i really want to go see osaka as well so yeah Ooh, that's a good that's a good question that's a really good question i know everyone says tokyo but i know of osaka being probably one i think it was like the top 
eight or something like that because i looked up like top 10 places to go to and osaka was one of the um, like top 10. really mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let's see uh what is something that you wish you were good at or better at Ooh, that's tough because i feel like there's so many things mm -hmm. <laughs> if you had one that you can basically be a master at what would it be a master at mm -hmm. uh, maybe at negotiation i feel oh. like i i feel like yeah because i i feel like i've always wanted to get better at public speaking and i think that streaming has definitely helped with that but i feel like when i'm in a position where i'm like because i'm like i feel like as with most people i'm conflict averse and mm -hmm. i don't like confrontation especially and i find it hard to advocate for myself i feel like that is something that um you know especially a lot of women might be able to relate to uh, sometimes it's hard to like stand up for yourself and you don't even realize that you know you deserve better um and i just feel a lot of pressure like let's say for example even when i'm you know working full time and like i'm asked to like yeah negotiate my salary it just feels like a lot of pressure and i feel scared to ask for more but then it's like you know what's 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 the worst thing that can happen right like what they're not they're not going to hire me i probably wouldn't want to work for a place like that anyway right but it is yeah i just feel like negotiation is a really really useful and handy technique to know and it's a good skill to have uh in all facets of your life so yeah. that's a very that's a very smart thing a lot of people would be doing something that like they do like you know like gaming or i want to be better at guitar or something like that i really like that i may steal that answer that's pretty uh <gasps> when is bad at negotiation mike this means you can bring her in every podcast <laughs> wait a second bring, bring, in some good, bring in some good you know what good good idea good idea we'll just bring her on every podcast we're just gonna hire her we're, she's gonna work for us I would be honored. <laughs> People shy. Um, let's see. Oh, you, you just did a 24-hour stream recently, correct? Yes, I did. Can you go a little bit into that real quick? Yeah, so for those who don't know, I did do a 24-hour capped charity stream on Monday. So literally right as my NZXT feature began. Um, so we raised money for the 519, which is a Toronto-based community center and program provider that serves the LGBTQIA plus community. I really wanted to do something um, local because I feel like, you know, Canada uh, is a little short on attention. You know, it feels like a lot of um, programs and um, things online are meant for the states. Uh, and I really wanted to be able to support, um, you know, an organization that I can see having a direct impact in my community. Um, but yeah, so it was like a subathon style. Every dollar that was donated uh, resulted in my stream timer being increased by a minute. And to also, you know, encourage, because, you know, NZXT also has their campaign for the Trevor Project that's still currently ongoing. You guys can get some pretty nice rewards if you, um, I don't know if there's a command on the channel, but it. it's, it is, it is, it is still ongoing. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Mike, for uh, adding that in the chat. But yeah, and then to encourage, people to also support the Trevor Project because, you know, the Trevor Project also does a lot of good work. I I uh, try to sweeten the deal by telling people, oh, if you if you send me a receipt of your donation to uh, the Trevor Project, then I will increase the stream timer by like time and a half uh, based on your dollar amount. And I will also match uh, your contribution to my own campaign for, for the Toronto organization. So um, yeah, 
so yeah the and so for the trevor project still ongoing um you could technically still <laughs> oh yeah thank you for plugging plugging that as well i'm like yeah if you prefer to pay in canadian dollars for fellow canadians you can still um contribute to the campaign as well um yeah and you'll have my my deepest support but yeah it was it was really really fun the 24-hour stream um you know i always assume the worst so i was like oh like you know like it's summer and um there's not a lot of people on twitch anymore people are out touching grass and living their lives as they should be so what if no one comes or like no one donates but you know we were able to raise over two thousand dollars canadian and um we hit the 24-hour cap and uh yeah yeah it was it was it was definitely a tiring stream because i crashed after like 21 hours of being up but <laughs> i don't even know how you even got up to 20 hours like that's that's a lot how did you feel during that time like were you I, was there a certain point where you're just like i could fall asleep for years or is it like i pretty okay and then it's just a crash um so actually it's pretty funny that you mentioned that mike because um so like it was like um my stream started at 8 p.m the previous night mm -hmm. i had to start it a bit on the later side because i had guests coming um and they were only available at the you know at in the evening time um so like i had been up from like 1 p.m the previous day so i think um it, early in the morning let's see like around like 7 a.m or 8 a.m i was i was starting to feel it already so <laughs> i remember telling my chat hey you know since there's not a lot of people that are actually here i'm gonna i'm just gonna like sleep in my chair for like 20 minutes and then i just like got a blanket and just like you know like hunkered down and just like yeah slept yeah <laughs> for wow. 20 minutes and only only 20 minutes and you continued after that yeah i think for me like um uh i'm pretty sensitive to caffeine so just even just a little bit of coffee is enough to like keep me up and also i think with streaming um because streaming is so so engaging um like i get super immersed in whatever is going on in the moment um so for and you know with streaming you have like you, you have the game to focus on you have people to interact with usually that's like enough for me to forget that i'm tired but i guess i was just like yeah really approaching my limit there so <laughs> So, someone says you may or may not have molded on the 20th hour what happened on the 20th hour what happened i'm trying to remember um oh i think i was trying to do some stuff in genshin and um i was playing yeah uh in in the abyss on uh, a viewer's account because i do um I do, I do i try to clear it for regulars and um yeah it's just sometimes i get very frustrated like not at not at other people but at myself because i feel like there is a skill difference um and after a point i got very impatient <laughs> so yeah that was the molding i do have a lot of um molding streams i suppose for those who who are interested in tuning in so if you're interested in seeing people get angry uh i think my content would be would be uh right up your alley but <laughs> i i always try to like i never get angry at my chat or at other people because I, I don't i don't like being toxic to other people um i mostly get frustrated with myself so Jump King, yeah. Jump King stream. Yeah, oh, you yeah, have a we... grand time with Jump King. <laughs> yes, that was the Jump King stream was the uh, goal or the the reward for hitting our original thirteen hundred dollar uh, fundraiser goal. Thank you again to everyone that made this possible. So yeah, there will be a Jump King stream soon, and yeah, my limits will be pushed to the max. Good luck, you're gonna need it. <laughs> Oh my thank god. You, I think thank same you. thing. Like I don't usually get mad, but I think Jump King was probably the only game where I like slammed my desk because oh! I was so frustrated. 
because it oh, was um man. i forgot what it was like near the end there was one part where if you it's like this tiny little ledge and i literally missed it and i fell like i lost like 15 oh. 20 minutes of progress and i was oh, now i literally went like god no and i'm like oh, whoops <laughs> good luck Yikes. best of thank luck thank you thank you mike <laughs> yeah i'll definitely need it <laughs> Um, okay, we have two last questions. Sorry for keeping you on for a while. No, of course. I'm really having fun, and I, it's good to see that chat seems to be having fun too. Dorian says, Winnie seems like a cool person. Thank you, thank you, thank you everyone for being Indeed. here. Indeed, <laughs> very true, everyone. Everyone here also should go follow her on her socials. I'll go ahead and place, post the oh, link. Pico thank you. <laughs> everyone should go follow her socials. Um, the first question is it's a little deep but i always love mm -hmm. asking this because it's always a fun time to ask is are you happy Ooh, <laughs> mm -hmm. i know you sent me the list of questions before the stream mike and i saw this and i was like wow this is a really good one i still don't know how to answer i feel like for myself um you know like we only have the present moment and I feel like I would never want to say that I'm unhappy. Like, I feel like you can always dwell on, you know, parts of your life that could be better. Um, like, for example, I know that for myself, um, one of the things that I've been trying to do for a long, long time that's really discouraging is trying to buy a house in this economy. Uh, <laughs> it's really tough. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I've been out of school for a while. I'm in my late 20s. It feels like, you know, that should be the next step in my life. But it's, I'm not going to lie, chat. It's really hard. Like, you either have to be like in a relationship, like, you know, double income, no kids, or you need help from your parents, or you just got to be really lucky and, and be born into generational wealth. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'm currently living with my parents and sometimes that's sometimes that's tricky because, um, you know, there's like I, I feel like there's like a stigma still with like, you know, living with family and not being able to like make it on your own. Um, and also just because like they're my parents. So sometimes they enroach on my boundaries and like, you know, you don't really have full privacy and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, you know, what do I really have? to complain about like you know i have a strong support network i have um i have you guys i have streaming um i at the end of every day i get to you know kick back and watch my anime and play my games and you know play valorant with my friends yeah it's like pickies or uh, i'm so sorry if i mispronounced your name we have each other right and um like when i when i really think about about it i have a really good life and i'm really lucky and privileged to be able to live this kind of life and so i would say that yes i i am happy yeah things okay. could be things could always be better but if you always think and you get stuck on what you don't have then you're gonna miss out on all the things that you do have that are in front of you right so yeah. I like that. So I like yeah, that a lot. I'm happy. Yeah. All right. And then for the final question, this is what we always ask all of our uh, Pride Ambassadors to basically um, leave off. This is like kind of your send off of the week. And actually, you are the last one. So you are sending <gasps> off the whole Pride month itself as our campaign kind of comes to a close. Do you have <gasps> any words that you'd like to leave to anyone watching? And it could be anything you want. It could be motivational. It could be um words of wisdom it could be anything that you just want to say the floor is yours Ooh, that's so much pressure knowing that i'm like the last one for, mm -hmm. you, <laughs> for you know pride 2022 um first of all 
Oh, it's it was so hard to prepare something for this. I still don't really know what to say. But first of all, I do want to say thank you, everyone. Thank you, Mike, um, Amanda. Thank you to NZXC for this amazing opportunity. Thank you to everyone else who has stopped by today to listen to my experience and who has, you know, who who stayed till the end, who's, who are really, really, yeah, listening and are interested. Um, I always say this in my streams, but yeah, there would be no podcast without you all and there would be no podcast. Um, so thank you for allowing us, the Pride Ambassadors for this year, to have even more of an outlet to share our experiences and our voices. I felt a lot of you know, anxiety and nervousness, not just with the podcast, but with this whole month in general, because this is actually the first time that I've been this out publicly, like both IRL and online. And, you know, with, um, I think, especially being bisexual, like people think that bisexuals have like, you know, less, I, I guess like, you know, they're, they're not real parts of the LGBTQIA plus community because, you know, they can, we can fake it or like, you know, we can just, we can be in a, in a hetero, I guess, like seeming relationship. And, you know, we're, we, we don't face the same oppression as other parts of the community does. And I think for me, I, I feel a lot of like imposter syndrome and stuff. So I don't consider myself an example by any means. In the LGBTQIA plus community, like I mentioned at the beginning, I'm just I'm just another human being like you guys, <laughs> just someone playing games and having fun with friends and just wanting to, yeah, live a life that I'm that I'm happy with and that I'm proud of, and I hope that, uh, you know, I I don't feel, I get I don't want to say I, I don't feel 100% comfortable with like you know being being out there or like putting myself out there or like you know it's not like I'm gonna go go to the rooftops and shout that I'm like bisexual and everything so I hope that you also feel for those who also identify as LGBTQIA plus for the and even those who are like just questioning like your experience is totally valid even if you don't see someone who looks exactly like you um that you can 100% relate with that's okay. That doesn't mean that you are any less of a person or your feelings are any less valid. Um, and I hope that everyone here can someday feel 100% comfortable with who they are um, and who they love because uh, in the end, I feel like I feel like the world could all use, like the entire world could just use more love, you know? So. Definitely. I love that. Um, wow. That's Sorry for taking up so much of your time. No, 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 no. All that stuff. Um, this is so awesome. I think, <laughs> I think that is it on the questions. I guess we'll go ahead and do a couple announcements real quick. Of course. Um, so the first one is this is the last day of Pride, everyone. And we have a lovely Winnie here to celebrate us on our last day. So please, if you guys want... Go ahead and donate. There's a couple prizes left. I think we saw some hats and hoodies available. So if you guys want, go ahead and donate. Last day, just throw it in there. Whatever you have, a dollar, five dollars, anything amount, throw it in there. All proceeds go to charity. We do not make any money. We do not make any taxes off of it or anything like that. Tax write-offs. All proceeds go. So go ahead. If you have anything, please go ahead and donate. Um, we also just released some new capture cards, which is really interesting. Uh, so go ahead and take a look at that. Uh, it's the Signal 4K30 and HD60. 
So go ahead and take a look into those if you guys want to. Uh, there's also the cable as well, which if you have a console headset, uh, you can connect this cable to the signal and you can actually record uh, anything that you hear will be uh, recorded on your video or on stream, which is awesome. Uh, we also expanded our NZXT store, which is crazy. I was not expecting us to expand before. It was just US and when we made Canada crazy, then now we're Germany, Australia, and now we also have three new uh countries spain new zealand and the uk Ooh. so go ahead if you live in any of those things you can also order anything for an n60 store or our blb program which is the uh, pc building uh, su um, setup and configurator you can also do it there um oh really weird giveaway uh <laughs> that we uh are having some fun with is uh, we released new thermal paste, and if you know NZXT, our jokes around thermal paste are all apparent. Uh, so we have <laughs> Ammunition and Dr. Lupo as our thermal paste ambassadors. One of the big, two, one of the two of the biggest streamers ever, and they uh, are signing t uh, multiple uh, tubes of toothpaste, or toothpaste thermal paste, uh, and you can get it for free. Giveaway? <gasps> Don't know. It's crazy, and I love it. It's so weird but i love it so go ahead sign up it's free you just sign up for the gleam and then you can win an autograph tube with thermal paste from dr lupo and ammunition i actually love ammunition like <sighs> she's, she's yeah oh, really i wish i had her fps skills <laughs> oh my gosh, she's insane she's been playing tarkov mm -hmm. and when she plays r6 and everything i'm just mm -hmm. like looking at these like i'm like how do you my my wrists can't do how, how do you aim? That's incredible. And she's, I'm pretty sure she's also LGBTQA plus as well. Her partner yes, she is, is. Uh, also female. So yes, she is. Like I said, NZXT, we're, we're bringing everyone and everyone for the community into this. Like everyone we know, we got many partners We're this is just a start guys. Um, yeah, excited to see how how further how much further NZXT can go with this. So oh yeah, oh yeah, we got this is just the beginning. The, like doing this, we went from just doing a fundraiser, and then we did one podcast with the fundraiser, and now this is like we're doing a fundraiser with multiples. It can only go up from here, and we're gonna get more people on more uh things to do more fundraising things to do so this is just beginning next year is probably going to be even bigger so keep an eye out for that and maybe we'll bring you back on the podcast as well to come back <gasps> as one returning i podcast. would love that i would yeah. be honored yeah. yeah and we can probably we, we, we also talked about bringing some more partners onto just regular podcasts not even just pride mm. so we would love to have you back on the podcast Ooh. if everyone wants to see her on the podcast please say something in the chat <gasps> that'd be great um so shy i'd be honored <laughs> yeah, of course no problem at all so for those that are sticking around thank you guys for sticking around for so much by the way uh there is if you are a part of the giveaway so exclamation point giveaway there is a link that you can see and one of the things that we're trying out now is a secret passcode and that will give you an extra 500 entries into the giveaway so I will go ahead and type the code into chat. And for those that are listening, it is proud Poochie, no space, Poochie, P-U-C-C-I-E, or P-U-C-C-I, sorry. So P-R-O-U-D, P-U-C-C-I is the code, proud Poochie. 
cute code. Yeah, Poochie <laughs> is this guy right here. And uh, we wanted to see if we could tie-dye him, but sadly, because of his color, it's very hard to tie-dye yeah. a dark color like this. But soon, we'll get one of these out. So go ahead, use that code. This is for you guys sticking out to watch the podcast and everything like that and supporting Pride as well and to support Winnie for her podcast as well. So wanted to give you guys a little extra as the end of send-off thing. And I think that is it. Do you have any last words you want to say before we send off the podcast? Uh, not really. Just want to say again, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, NZXT. And thank you, everyone who has been here from, from the beginning. Those who came in recently. Those who are lurking. Those who are keeping the chat going. Really, really appreciate you all. Thank you all so, 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 so much. Love it. Uh, okay. So thank you guys. Thank you all for joining us for our last Pride uh, Pridecast of Pride Month. This was awesome. It was amazing having all these wonderful people on. So thank you to Winnie for joining us today. Uh, so everyone, please remember to tune in live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the official NZXT Twitch. And don't forget to listen to previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Please leave us a positive review if you like what you hear and even if you didn't just leave it why not uh got any questions for us send an email to podcast at nzxt.com we do read the email so anything any suggestions you guys want to do anything you guys want to bring on if you want to bring winnie back on send an email out um and i think that is it i guess we'll go ahead and say goodbye bye everyone